Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Pop Everything, a, a pop culture podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. And I'm Tom. And Tom, let's get right into it. Uh, all right. We have a very special guest this week. Uh, uh, we have a guest this week. Uh, well, they're special in that they're the only one. Yeah. I don't know. I've met a lot of people like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christine, how do you want to be introduced? My name's Christine. Oh, it's Christine. Uh, a dear friend. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. You're on Twitter. Right. I'm a hot dog burger. At hot dog burger. <laughs> Do you like that uh, everything was cool and then as soon as we started recording, I started being mean to you? Yeah, it kind of started right away. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. It's okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll edit all this out. <laughs> well, Christine, thank you for being here. Sure. Can, can we call you Femmes? Sure. Do I have to bleep that out now? No, that's okay. okay. <laughs> that's okay. Good. Uh, We've been friends for uh, how long? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years this September. Are you better friends with me or better friends with Tom? I'd rather not say. Mm. Ah. Well, I mean, you've known <laughs> Tim longer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's probably Tim. Yeah. I don't know. We all met on the same night at AJ's birthday party. I don't think I met Tom that night. Uh, what do you know? You didn't go to AJ's birthday party eight years ago? Maybe? Yeah, do you remember? No, I don't. Where was it? There were like scorpion bowls. It was at uh, that summer camp place. Oh, yeah. I was. Well, I've been there. I don't know if it was that time. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I met you that day. I met Tim. I think that w- w- was one of the nights back then. Like sometimes you would like get fall down drunk by like 730. Who, Christine? <laughs> no, you come. <laughs> No, I've always I, been I very seem reserved. to remember you being like you being so drunk that like I, it, it was very out of character that I was like I'm gonna go make other friends now. <laughs> and you did, you came right. Well, up. so in that way, you kind of have me to thank that you're even a, a friend of ours. <laughs> well, it worked because Tim right, came right up to me and my friend who were new <laughs> to the neighborhood and was like, "I'm your neighbor, and I have a Nintendo Wii, and we should be friends." That's what Tim said. That's what Tim said. Yeah. How did I know I was your neighbor? Somebody must have tipped me off. Somebody well, because you were AJ's. Spilled the beans. No, you weren't AJ's roommate. But your no, friend my friend was AJ's roommate. Yeah. Man, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Huh? And all these people are like, I downloaded this to hear about Dolly Parton. God damn it. <laughs> but I think it's interesting to know that like Tim, who's not really that much of a guy who goes up to strangers to make new friends, like made new friends and it worked. 
Yeah, that was the last time he did it. Yep. Well, that, now <laughs> I got all the friends I need. I have too many friends. I'm trying to cut some loose. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is this why you brought me here today? We're bringing them on one well, by we'll one. We'll see how the episode goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only fair. So uh, every week, uh, not every week, <laughs> we barely... Every couple of months or Once so. Once a year, it seems uh, Every like. episode, uh, we bring somebody in and uh, say, hey... Uh, what do you know about, what do you like? Uh, that we don't. That we don't either know about or like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostly not know about. If we know something and we don't like it, then that's not fun. Well, we, Tom, you mm-hmm. especially are the type of guy, things you don't know about, you also hate. Yeah, distrusting. You're very uh, close-minded. No. Curmudgeonly. No. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that took a, a leap. Yeah, that doesn't feel true. <laughs> curmudgeon and, and, and racist, no? No. Okay. You're actually a, more of a curmudgeon than You're Tom. actually more of a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Tim, you're Tim. You're famous for being uh, an, an internet curmudgeon. I think uh, that's overstated. I think uh, that's a, a lazy characterization, <laughs> and I think we should move on. So, uh, <laughs> so it sounds like, uh, Christine, we got to get you on the show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a friendship test. Oh, I and, didn't know that. Uh, what do you uh, What do you want us to? What are you passionate about, yeah. pop culture wise? Frankly, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Well, but no, I was. I, I wasn't asking now. Oh, it was rhetorical. I was. I was recounting how we yeah, no, when she, we approached yeah, you. Yeah, but Tom, she was telling you. What but I also wasn't done. She was doing an <laughs> improvisation scene. With yes, you. and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I forget what I was saying, but anyway, we, we were like, yeah, what, what, what are you passionate about that, that me and Tim, you know, might not know a lot about. Well, and I feel like mine is niche within a niche because everyone, literally everyone loves Dolly Parton and knows her music and, um, wants to be her or be related to her. I think, I think that's universal. <laughs> that's why everybody's so jealous of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. One of the reasons. Oh, uh, cause that's his, uh, her goddaughter, right? Yeah, Dolly is Miley's yeah. godmother. I guess not formally in the church, but informally, socially. So it doesn't count. Counts. I think it counts. <laughs> it's pretty well known. Anyway, so what I said is let's talk about some of her films. Mm-hmm. So oh, I thought, uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Oh, no. Has Miley Cyrus been in any films? Yeah, I'm sure. Like a little, little Hannah Montana. cameo here. There was, I'm sure there was a Hannah Montana movie. There was, and I did some research for this episode, Tom and Christine. And Dolly's in it? Dolly's character... Who appeared on Hannah Montana oh, as her like that. fairy godmother or something? Written out of the movie, she was in an Ooh. early draft. Mm-hmm. Did not make the cut. I'm not sure if she ever filmed it. Kind of a burn. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a burn. Well, so we're not talking about the Hannah Montana film. Mm-mm. We're going to talk about two. Now, films. was this the Hannah Montana the 3D movie? That they made was this like the concert movie, Tim, or was this like a real? No, movie? I think this was a narrative movie, uh, directed video, or was no. This probably in that you don't you don't you don't throw some Hannah Montana movie in some uh, dustbin, yeah, in the in the back of a blockbuster video. I just I, yeah. I don't think they have those anymore. <laughs> they did all back the in more Harmon. reason, yeah, <laughs> more dusty, yeah. even more dusty. Anyway, yeah. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. She's. Uh, really exceptional i don't know how do we start this thing well i grew up when i was a little kid mm-hmm. and I, this is gonna get crass for a second <laughs> oh but i only knew dolly parton as the boobs lady yeah that's that's fresh that's rough no know, but when you're a little was, kid it was, it was like there's there's a famous lady with big boobs just because you watch johnny carson carson all the time <laughs> yeah, how that's you say all that i man's watched name. i watched johnny carson every night because <laughs> he's he was enamored with her 
from one clip I've seen once. Really? I think right. so. How so? He's what like, he wouldn't... He's a, the, well, oh, I, I don't know what to say. Oh. That's like an, that's one of your okay impressions, I think. <laughs> no, she was sitting, you know, in the interview chair, and he said something like, what I wouldn't give to get a glimpse under that blouse or something. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Johnny Carson stunk. I think he kind of stunk. Everybody's like, ooh, Johnny, you don't say anything about... Well, no. Anybody over, like, <laughs> 50 is like, oh, don't say anything about Johnny. It's like, no, this is the... No jerk. Right, he's just a man. He said, what I wouldn't give to get a glimpse under that blouse? I'm not sure that's the exact (laughs) uh, quote. What I wouldn't give to to bang my head between those two milkers. (laughs) That's definitely not what he said. I'm pretty sure that I had McMahon. (laughs) Hey-oh! Yeah. No. Um, So we're not really talking about just her body. No, I don't think we should talk about her body at all. that's funny because as a child, I was a huge fan of the film Steel Magnolias, which is one of the things we're here to talk about today. Um, And so I saw her as a compassionate hairdresser before I saw her as a country (laughs) music artist or before I saw her as even, you know, a woman with a hot So when you found out about her her music career, you must have been like, wow, she really did it. This gal does everything. She turned that that, uh, part... (laughs) In an ensemble <laughs> into a gigantic career in a theme park. Yeah. Which have you ever been? No, I've never been to Dollywood. No, I'd love to go to Dollywood. I've Do you think Dollywood. the rides are good? Are the rides I've been, good? I've been to Dollywood and I'm here to tell you the rides are exceptional. You know what? I was reading a thing. Uh, I forget how oh, I came. A thing, huh? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a Wikipedia article about um, some new roller coaster. And it was like, uh, oh, this was you know 2015 like uh roller coaster of the year but then it had like i followed that wikipedia rabbit hole down to that uh award whatever uh commission and uh okay but it was uh like uh dollywood had uh number one in hospitality and it was like five years running well southern hospitality right there and here's the thing it's like they have exceptional rides they also have a whole experience there are blacksmiths there are turkey legs there are no 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 it's not like that it's not like that it's perfect it's perfect so it's a uh, it's also got the most boring parts of a renaissance festival no it has the best parts of life <laughs> Those turkey legs are the worst and at theme parks. Everybody walking around with grease I, all over their face. Yeah, I happen to agree with you, but I think it adds an element of like everybody can do whatever they want. That's what Dolly is about. And uh, you can make donations to the Imagination Library. What's the Imagination Library? I'm not 100% sure, but I think <laughs> it has to do with. I know it has to do with literacy. I think it has to do with um, like giving children a book a month until they're in kindergarten or something. That's pretty good. Mm. It's definitely books. Um, Isn't that just like a regular library? No, I think it gets sent to their house. So like a uh, delivery library. Yeah, it's like a delivery library. Netflix for books, they call it, right? Or like a wine of the month club, but books. But for children. And And for free. (laughs) Children Um, and books and free. Where? where It's in Tennessee? Yeah, it's in um, the Great Smoky Mountains. Now, is that hard to get to? I don't think so. I went there. (laughs) How did you get there? I made it there in a car. I went there in a car. Did you go there just to... You went to Tennessee just to see Dollywood? Well, no. I was on... Tennessee. Great state, by the way. Great state. One of my favorite states. And you're fresh out of Nashville right now. Yeah. Um, Tom, your dog... My uh, dog's from Tennessee. From Tennessee. My potential dog is from Tennessee. And I've been to Dollywood. You think there's a lot of people down there mad that all these Yanks are stealing their dogs? Probably. Maybe they didn't mistreat their dogs so much. I was on a cross-country road trip, (laughs) 
And we made a point of stopping in Dollywood. This was in a year I'd rather not say for how long ago it was. Okay. <laughs> 1885. <laughs> yeah, it was in the you late 1800s. You don't want to date yourself? That's why there were blacksmiths. <laughs> it was authentic to the era. Um, no, and we stopped there, and it was great. And I went with a friend who was afraid of roller coasters, but we still rode the roller coasters. <laughs> you were gonna say a friend who was afraid of Dolly Parton? <laughs> no, no, she went on the roller coasters because of how not afraid of Dolly Parton she was. She trusted. You know what? If Dolly Parton has these roller coasters here, then she must have checked them out. And once I saw a special on and the if travel, she network, could go on them with those huge knockers. That's rude. Once I saw a special on the Travel Network about, or the Travel Channel, whatever, about uh-huh. um, how one of the roller coaster was roller coasters like design was based on the curves of Dolly's body. Whoa! Hello. Look, she owns it. She's allowed to do whatever she wants, yeah. right? My feet are so small because nothing grows in the shade. That's what she said. That is what Dolly she said. <laughs> quite, quite honestly, yes. Yeah. All right. That's so so you were just like, me. we'll focus on the the films of Dolly Parton. Right. Because like, if you had said Dolly Parton, I would have said, hey, hey, Fems. You're already there with it. Do me a favor. Go screw. You're preaching to the choir, yeah. Fems. G- 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 get Music out of my wise. face. Go, uh, go throw yourself down the stairs. You um, know, I read in, in researching this, speaking of like her music career, that uh, she wrote uh, Jolene and I... I will always love you on the same day. Same dang That's, day. Jeez, call it a day. That's Dolly. Yeah, every yeah day. call it. You know what? That's a career. Yeah. Here's the thing. Summer Friday. That is kind <laughs> of a career because, Tom, uh-huh. what other Dolly Parton songs do you know? Oh. Um. Like I like to think like oh yeah I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton. Uh, I've I've brought. You know what? She has that. Well, I guess it's not a problem of like a lot of the songs that are hers, I almost assume are are country standards. Yeah, but like what recording like here's the thing. I feel no, like I'm I've saying heard not, a not lot her of... versions of country standards, right. like yeah. songs that, and you've that heard she them wrote forever. Yeah, I've yeah. heard forever, I've heard ten other yeah. people do them, but it's like, oh no, that's her song. I think one of the only songs that she's that was successful that she didn't write was Here You Come Again. Which is, by the way, an awesome song. That she didn't write? Yeah. She didn't write Islands in the Stream either. Oh. Come on now. Well, uh, well I said I think in, one in of the stream so. uh, uh, maniac. If you roll back <laughs> the tape, you'll see that I didn't say anything untrue. Um, and yeah, and I didn't mean to knock her her music. And she's a great songwriter. Yeah, she's great, and uh, everything. I just it was weird because I was listening to her uh, her sixteen biggest hits mm-hmm. on the way over here, and I was like, I know five of these songs. No, they're all hits. I bet they're all hits. Here You Come Again, good song. An amazing song. Used to be my ringtone. Nine to five, never heard of it. <laughs> That's not true. Jolene. The best song ever. Islands in the Stream. Great song. I was. I Will Always Love You. That's it for me. Okay, keep going. I want to see which what ones about, I know. What uh, about Enter Sandman? I'm pretty sure I know. That's actually Metallica. Yeah, that's Metallica. Really? How awkward. Yeah. Huh. Ooh. Um... She did do something like that. Did she do a version of that? She recently did a version of like a a metal song or something. Are you thinking of Shine by Collective Soul? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A really awesome metal metal song. song. That's a pretty (laughs) cutting edge, rough Uh, metal song. The Seeker? Yeah. I Am the Seeker is one of the lyrics. Yeah. uh, Code of Many Colors. Oh, have you ever listened to that without crying? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't think I've ever heard it. Tom, here's what happens. Her mom makes her a coat out of rags. Mm-hmm. She wears it. 
And the kids make fun of her, but she's warm because she's loved. Yeah. It's really, it's truly, must, a, hey, it's hey, truly Tom, a powerful thing. Hey, a lot of rags, right? Oh, jeez. Must have had to go to the rag factory and all those rags. That's not how it works. Was Dolly, true or false, Christine? Let's Dolly Parton was raised at a rag factory. <laughs> false. <laughs> and that's where mom got oh, all those rags another, for all her coats. That's one of my favorite things at Dollywood is you get to go to her Tennessee Mountain home, which she's recreated as a multimedia experience. You get a little wet. <laughs> Wait, what? Splashed. You get splashed. You I perverts. beg your pardon? Grow up. Wait, why do you get splashed? I didn't come hey, here. Either I, way, <laughs> either way, it's a little dis- No uh, one distressing. told me this show was so blue. Hey, hey you just y- keep saying things. Wait, why do you get splashed in our house? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember the experience, but I don't remember what it was supposed to be evoking. Um. Okay. All right. The river? Maybe the Broken river. Broken sink? Rain? I can't remember. Christine, you have a uh, serial killer's <laughs> notebook full of notes for these two movies. Yes, that that, that is a Dolly Parton notebook. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Well, you showed it to us. Yeah. yeah. It's a notebook made from a record cover. <laughs> it's a notebook made from her skin. <laughs> I wish. That's a joke. <laughs> from Dolly, her, to- her toenail clippings. That's a joke. And you brought it in a uh, Dolly Parton tote bag? True. And you emailed us earlier that you were distressed that you could not find your Dolly Parton beer koozie that's uh, true. this morning. Some people say cozy, but that's true. Yeah, I say koozie. Yeah, I go fun. back and forth. I honestly go back and forth. I say cozy. Really? Um, I save cozy you know what? I for what I, I get either. with my loved ones. <laughs> Whoa. We're like no, the I just three mean bears. like in a, in, a, in a country house. You know what I mean? Get cozy in a comfy house. I don't want to bring uh, beer into it. Yeah, well, I have a Dolly Parton cozy that I couldn't find. I couldn't find before I left the house this Sad morning. story. How many times have you seen Dolly? This is all pre- preliminary. How many times have you seen her live? Twice. In New York or in uh, no, other once, places? No, um, once in a Connecticut casino. Actually, both times in Connecticut. Once in a Connecticut casino. Mm-hmm. And then once in like the middle of the woods, there was this <laughs> roundabout theater kind of. Um where I saw her from about six rows away. Holy shit. It was the actual best thing that's ever happened to Did me. she play the saxophone? Did she play a yakety sax? <laughs> she did a not. Saxophone? She didn't play a yakety sax, and she unfortunately took a lot of breaks. I think she was getting quite tired. Um, and she was really um, pushing her movie, which was about to come out at the time, Joyful Noise. Mm, so, Which I didn't have you watch, but it's great. Is it great? It's, it's great. So what you're telling In us is that... Uh, She's lazy and self-promoting. She's in her 60s. And yes. She's not older than that? She's 69, I think. She may have turned 70. What did I tell you about the the blue stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Enough is enough. It's her actual age. I'm not going to skip the year just because you have a rotten mind. Tom, that is the most accurate description of Tom. (laughs) A a man with a rotten mind. (laughs) That's true. Um, I've known him eight years. So you had a uh, a you had us watch her first film. Yes, nine five. five. That was her first film. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll tell you what. One of, well, one of my notes about this movie, which is kind of not apropos of the plot, so I'll say it before we get into it, is uh, that she was thirty four when she did that movie. Yeah, because she's not an actress. I mean, she is now an actor, but like thirty four isn't too late to start a new career. That's <laughs> darn tootin'. It is. T- I won't say how old I am, but that's true. <laughs> Well, no, and and she looked younger, and she was playing younger, right? Kind of. I don't. I mean, 
mean, she was playing a hot mama. I don't think it mattered how old well, she, she was. Well, she wasn't a mama. She ain't a kid. I mean, as in like a hot babe. Yeah, but it was still like a woman who was like just starting her career. Yeah, but um, like she was new to the office, you, right? I'm not sure if you watched the film, but she some wasn't people... new to the office. Tom. No, yeah, she wasn't. She yeah, was somewhat you're new of though. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda was. I Did know you think... that Jane Fonda no. was new? Do you think Jane Fonda's character was was played by Dolly Parton. Do you know no. what Dolly Parton looks like? Tim, She's beautiful. Tim, I know who what Dolly Parton looks like, and I know what Hanoi Jane looks like. Oh Christ. <laughs> I'm prepared also to talk a lot about the Vietnam War. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living, baby. Getting by, it's all taking and no giving. They just use your mind and they never give you credit. All right, nine to five. We'll start at the beginning. Tumble out of bed. Nine o'clock. Stumble to the kitchen. Um, what came first, the song or the movie? The movie. She wrote the song for the movie. Well, I don't know, because the movie starts with the song, so maybe they came at the same time. (laughs) I don't know how to tell you this. Actually, actually, that's something that Dolly Parton didn't know. She thought they filmed the scenes consecutively, and she also memorized everyone's lines, including her own. Did she also think that it it would only take an hour and a half to make the movie? (laughs) She might have thought that. That I'm not sure of. She's a very smart woman, though, so don't act like she's some dumb blonde. I hey, I learned my lesson from Dabney Coleman. But that's the whole thing. You, <laughs> I learn all my lessons. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> watching, you, da- I learn all my lessons by watching Dabney Coleman get his comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, and you perceived her as young, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone was kind of ostracizing her and attributing all these qualities to her because of her body and because of right. how she was treated by her boss that weren't really earned by her behavior. Because what she was was a dutiful employee. Yeah, a beautiful dutiful employee well and she was just very nice too she's which very it seemed nice. like and forgiving like. of mr of i forget his name but forget forgiving of dabney coleman's advances point. until she wasn't anymore until um, she snapped they well and snapped. actually the song Fra- uh, mr hart uh, franklin hart franklin hart thank yeah. you um I, I I think I probably mentioned this on uh, on on you know me and Tim do another podcast. You do, um, yeah. Is that why you have all these microphones? <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. Oh, that's for karaoke. Um, <laughs> it's mostly karaoke nights in this. But uh, I'm always well, the amazed. The lighting is right. The thing that uh, happened all the time, I feel like in the '80s, that does not happen at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Songs about work. <laughs> what else? What other songs about work? Can you I think? don't want to work. Yeah, just everybody's an- working for the weekend. You're right. Just another manic Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And there are no more. Uh, you know, this guy, the weekend, he came out. I was like, finally, a song about a, a whole guy whose uh, his whole thing is about. Uh, everybody's hey, excited Friday. about the weekend. <laughs> it's Friday. Back. But then his songs about cocaine. Yeah. So, 9 to 5, mm-hmm. great film. Um, but the thing about 9 to 5 is it's a trio. It's not just Dolly. Mm-hmm. It's American hero Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Jane Fonda was the one who got that movie made um, because she wanted to tell a story about women going back to the workforce after being divorced, which was happening in great number at that time. Mm. Her husband was a dweeb. Ted yeah. Turner? No, in the film. Do you mean in the film? Oh, yeah, and and Ted Turner. <laughs> oh, you meant Ted. Turner. Was she married no, no, to I Ted meant, Turner I meant, at I that meant time? In the film, that I don't know. Mm. 
Anyway, let's go. Uh, let's let let let's. I took notes as I watched it for the first time. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, should we should we go through the plot as we do this? Yeah, I guess a little bit. Well, Maybe have, if people haven't seen it. Yeah, have your listeners seen Nine to Five? Probably not all of them. All Guys, right, you should watch it. Fade in. <laughs> the opening credits are out of this world. I was relating to the opening credits so well, hard. Just... All the bed slapstick. No. No, what? No, it's like it's 80s commuting. New York. It's like it's 80s. commuting, but then like uh, uh, like somebody's holding a coffee <laughs> and they go to check their watch and like spill their coffee on their shoes and like that it's was like... very relatable in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are a klutz. Oh, um, there's a dog in here. So my note for the the opening montage, which was you know people in the 80s, 1980, 1980. This movie was 1980. Oh uh, wow, I I thought it was a little bit later. Uh, everyday life in 1980 was depressing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but you think that about... None of us were around yet. You think that about literally everything, though, right? (laughs) Well, everything old, Tim. Everything old and foreign. Everything old and most things contemporary. (laughs) The old thing doesn't doesn't hold water. North by Northwest is (laughs) one of my favorite movies. Yeah, because because (laughs) there's just a lot of trains in it. Yeah, Yeah, I like trains very much. (laughs) And I like going to hotels and sending my suit down to the dry cleaners (laughs) from there. It's something that I assume I like. I'd never have the opportunity. Right. to do so that is very I little to do with dolly barton do uh do hotels offer that service anymore can i call yeah. the, the front desk and be like uh i'd like to send my suit down for dry cleaning i think you yeah. can still do that yeah you can you can have them do regular laundry for you people it's very expensive though and people don't wear suits anymore so you wouldn't know you never worn a suit do. and business women thanks for noticing well no this movie led me to believe that there's businessmen and secretaries did you watch it to the end did well, you see the whole thing? I mean, hey. it turned into some sort of fever dream by uh, <laughs> some some well, women's lib fever right. dream. Oh, let's start. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Yeah. It, it's a montage. They're going, you know, everybody's going to work. It's presumably before nine. Right. Um, we're following Jane Fonda, Hanoi Jane. She... I want you to stop calling her that, like, actually for real, though. She... It's her first day uh, on the job. Right, because she's been what divorced. The, what the hell does this company do? Do they ever really Bi- explain? Tom, Tom. Business. Yeah, dunce. I guess it's just a business company. Yeah. They have a lot of accounts, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, business accounts. Guys, were you not watching the movie? Of course. S- so That's if she's recently divorced, she's presumably never had to work before, or never had to like work nine to five, never had to work 40 hours a week. Right, how'd a she, reality for many women at that How'd time? she get this job? Well, didn't you see the part where the male guy was like, oh, how am I ever going to get anywhere at yeah, this place the black if I keep man. hiring from people from outside? Yeah, yeah, I like that. It showed additional perspectives, right? She got kind the job of. because it she's an It showed it for cow. like five seconds, and, and then they were all like, oh, get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he came back at another point, I think. Anyway. Yeah, no, he like he uh, he delivered them the... Like, they picked up the paperwork from him later on. He's like, happy to help you take over this company. I'm still in the mailroom, <laughs> despite the fact that I I clearly do not want to be a mailroom employee. Yeah. And you've made concessions. He's like, I have my every, MBA. Yeah. Every other employee in this company, uh, you, you've made their, their, their dreams come true. And the guy that hates being in the mailroom... Still in the goddamn mailroom. Maybe he's really good at being a mailman. Maybe. uh Doesn't seem like it. His heart's not in it. His heart's not in it. That's true. But that's the thing. This movie is not without its flaws, but overwhelmingly, it's a great tale. <laughs> okay. Uh, so she gets there, and uh, uh, Lily Tomlin. And a national treasure. 
Yeah, all I can think about is that video of her online, though. <laughs> oh, with her screaming and, and I heart Huckabees? Yeah. I don't think I know about it. Uh, it's like a famous video of Lily Tomlin. She loses her temper? <laughs> like multiple times. Well, he, she loses her temper with David O. Russell, the uh, director of American I O. Hustle. Huckabees. <laughs> and uh, then he starts screaming back at her, and it's just too grown adults just screaming at each other yeah. for like 15 minutes and meanwhile they just keep the camera running <laughs> but didn't you love her character violet no i don't like lily tomlin because of that what? cartoon she had what remember that cartoon no i no. hated that cartoon. are you sure you're thinking of the right yeah person? it was like little lily or something oh it stunk i don't think i know about it but her character kept getting passed over for raises and for promotions because just because she was a woman, including by Bob, who got a job because he had a family. Mr. Hart was like, oh, I had to respect the fact that he has a family to yeah. support. And Lily Tomlin's a widow. Well, I'll tell you this much. Maybe I mean, she, Violet. Maybe, Violet was a widow. Maybe Violet shouldn't have raised her son to be a doper. Yeah. Well, some some mother she is, huh? Yeah. Her son was smoking marijuana. Her son was helping her install the garage door opener. That seems like she raised yeah, a kid yeah. And right. then gave her a marijuana cigarette, a yeah. doobie. Yeah. He probably installed it upside down. Probably kill somebody the first time you go in there. I don't think it did. <laughs> um, I did like her. Uh, the best part about her when they were like, look how capable she is. Uh, was that scene where she was like uh, answering the phone and she's like blah 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 and then her kids called and she, there was a disaster and she was no I don't want to talk to the dog best line of the whole, <laughs> uh, second best line of the whole movie what's the first best um we'll get to it was that okay. when she was talking to her son yeah, yeah. So on the phone he was high on marijuana well no. she had a couple kids okay she did I think so it was it made me think she had a couple kids yeah. anyway maybe it was one of their business accounts maybe. We'll never know. <laughs> on the phone? Trying to put her yeah, on the phone with the dog? dog food company. <laughs> Maybe. We don't really know what they did. Yeah. Um, uh, so so they, have a, they have a scummy boss, Dabney, TV's Dabney Coleman, <laughs> TV's Madman of the People. TV and film's Dabney Coleman. Real scummy. And, well, in watching this, I was like, Dabney Coleman really uh, carved out a career for himself playing... Slime balls. The same type of slime ball, which he did, I mean, to his credit, did so well. But has Dabney Coleman ever played another type of character? And have you ever heard of another man named Dabney? No. I haven't. Yeah. That's so If you met somebody and they were, they went to shake your hand, they were like, uh, Dabney, you would be like, what? I'd be like, like Dabney Coleman? Awesome. <laughs> You think that's great? I, I mean, you got to understand that Dabney Coleman played these characters. Oh, I know, but I don't know. I feel like, oh, you're just like Dabney Coleman. That's great. You're saying you made a career out of being a slime ball? I'm no, proud of you. Be, be, you made a career out of uh, being funny enough to know what's entertaining about slime balls. Yeah, yeah I mean, he nailed it in this piece. So uh, that mustache alone was doing a lot of the right. work. For so him, so then enter Dolly, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, "Ooh, she's eating alone. Nobody's eating with the pretty girl at lunch." They're like, "Oh, she's uh, what? What did she say? Screwing the boss?" Uh, yeah, I don't remember the something. Line exactly, it, it, that was the exact assumption, euphemism. Yeah, the assumption was they that made she was messing they, around. They said it in no uncertain terms that mm -hmm. uh, because she, she was like Dabney Coleman's personal secretary, right? Yeah. Right. 
And then, uh, and because Violet was sent to buy a scarf for Mr. Hart's wife, and then out comes Dora Lee, as played by Dolly Parton, yeah. in the scarf that Violet was sent to buy. So mm. it indicates two two that there's together. something going on. Oh, right? about Lily Tomlin being a good employee. <laughs> oh, cripes. I think the scarf shows that she's not a very good employee. Because it was not a pretty scarf or what? Well, no, because he's like, uh, y- you know, uh, get like a blue with like a stripe on it. <laughs> The scarf that he gives to Dora Lee that Lily Tomlin bought, nothing at all like he described. It has blue on it. Maybe it was a test to see if she could pay attention to details. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was about to give her a raise and a promotion. I don't think maybe so. Bob bought the right scarf for yeah. his other yeah. don't potential know. mistress. Guys, I don't think Bob had to buy even one scarf, actually. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, nobody's made a man's uh, perspective <laughs> version of nine to five. Well, if only they had, things would be fair in the world. <laughs> um, what was what was the next thing I want to talk about? Oh, well, okay. So these three women, what what brings them together? I forget. They're all mad at Dabney Coleman. Yeah, but but uh, so so Jane Fonda talks to a lady in the bathroom about right. salaries. Yeah. And uh, that mean, that stuck-up lady yeah, uh, was hiding in the bathroom stall and reports yeah. that to... So they, they so he fires the other lady, mm-hmm. uh, not Jane Fonda. Yeah. But, so Jane Fonda's outraged that uh, yeah. this other woman was fired just for talking. And wanting like a flick. Oh, right. That's right. Right. And they all uh, go to that bar. Dolly Parton hates him uh, because uh, he... Came on to her when he he knocked the uh, pens. the, the yeah. pens down so he could look at her uh, her ample bosom from above. Oh, I didn't notice. Pervert. What? I didn't notice she had an ample bosom. Oh, I don't see things like that. And Lily Tomlin sure. was mad because uh, she was passed over. So they're uh, so they're drinking at the bar, and then mm-hmm. Lily Tomlin's like, "My derelict son gave me a doobie because <laughs> uh, I'm a bad mom." Guys, that what? doesn't make a bad mom. Okay, so uh, 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 my kid's a drug addict. I'm I'm great at uh, domestic issues. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're saying? I don't I don't care what Nancy Reagan says. We should all be doing. Yeah, that's the first lady of the United States. I don't think that that just say no had come out yet. I it think was it was on still its way. the tail end of the just say yes seventies. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where they're all smoking a doobie. Uh, that is the longest lasting doobie that's ever been. With a lot of hallucinogenic effects. Yeah, they're smoking one marijuana cigarette for like hours and getting, yeah, and they're hallucinating from it. Christine, can I tell you something? What, Tim? You're one of my best friends in the whole world. Thanks, Tim. And I know you really wanted me to watch this movie. That's right, Tim. During those three fantasy sequences <laughs> they're a little rough i'm not gonna lie with they're you. rough and they're fucking long and i was just like oh is this what the movie yeah, is, is I, this it from I, now on i don't no. i don't want i almost turned the movie off it and was, i was just and gonna adve- lie and say that i watched it <laughs> it was an adventure of imagination yeah the but thing was... i thought you were gonna come at me with is the fact that dolly's goes too far the fantasy with dolly goes too far well, one of she is says she the dirty one? things about his package, and she and she's like, "Oh, you don't." She's she's not doing what she she's not doing what he does, right? She's going right. too far with it and forcibly like being physical with him. Where maybe he, I mean, he did that because he wrestled her, right? But it didn't sit well with me when she was like, you know, everything from she hog ties him 
everything after she hogties him, I can't deal. You know what? I Even don't... up to and well, including is she, hogtie. Does she have the one where she wants to eat him? Who wants yeah, she to puts him? him on a pig roast. Yeah, what the hell? What a what a fucking Again, too maniac! Far. She's <laughs> trying to forcibly kiss him, which is not something well, here's I can the, agree yeah, well, with. Here's the thing: it's just like I'm so upset with him for uh, <laughs> for uh, treating me as a sexual object. I know what I'll do. I'll have sex with him. Well, <laughs> that'll be the. But she be, doesn't have sex with yeah, him. She asserts but, power over him and then cooks him on a stick. Okay, yeah. he eats him. You know what? I shows I him. Stopped paying attention. She shows him who the real like messed up maniac is. Yeah, exactly. It's t- it's too much. Um, and then Jane Fonda. Oh, and is, also in that in uh, is it in that uh, in that flashback or the it's dream not a sequence? <laughs> dream sequence where uh, uh, she shoots a cop too. I don't Dolly think so. Dolly shoots a cop? Who shoots a cop? I have a note that says, Dolly going to shoot cop. I think maybe, that's something you dreamed. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a different thing. Maybe Tom was smoking a marijuana doobie. Yee. Oh, one of those hallucinogenic marijuana doobies. <laughs> one of those doobie. hallucinogenic. And then, and then Judy, a.k.a. Jane Fonda, is a hunter, and she chases him and shoots him and then puts his head on the wall. Yeah. Goes a little too far, too. No, yeah. doesn't she? Who poisons him? Violet. Yeah, Jane Fonda. No, Violet. No, no, no. Violet Lily, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. No, no, no. So in the fantasy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Violet is like a Snow we, White. I like don't. Character. I think we might be being a little too thorough with this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep hitting my face against the mic. So it turns out yeah, uh, if she... somebody didn't watch this movie, this isn't going to give them a good picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true. So, uh, Jane. Uh, Lily Tomlin thinks she poisons him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and she did. Okay. Oh yeah, but he didn't drink the coffee. Yeah. It's fine. The chair broke. She, yeah. Uh, Watch so the film. when he's in the hospital, she kidnaps what she thinks is his dead body, but really he's alive and fine. Yeah. And then oh, they are going to shoot a cop uh, when they get pulled over by the cop. Oh, Dolly that's Parton's what it gonna... is. Dolly's got the gun out. She's going to give it to the cop. That's just true. for just for being in the wrong place at the Uh-oh, wrong time. Just us talking about this. And yeah. now there's sirens. The cops are here. Um, I think that the scene in the hospital is hilarious. It goes so far and is outrageous. And Lily Tomlin finds a one of those white coats and she steals a body and mm-hmm. like that's absurd. I haven't seen the movie Horrible Bosses, but is Horrible Bosses nine to five? I'm sure it is. It kind of sounds like it is. It seems like because I could see Dolly Parton sounds like a real Charlie Day in this situation. Like she's the one who's got the like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna cook him and eat him. Uh, Oh, a cop's asking us questions. Oh, I'll shoot him. I'll kill him. But who among us hasn't pictured cooking and eating their boss? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I've watched uh, the beginning of Horrible Bosses, Mm -hmm. and Jennifer Aniston sexually harasses Charlie Day in very much the same manner that Dabney Coleman uh, harasses. Maybe uh, it is a riff on 9 to 5. Look at that. I think... uh, Sounds like they made 9 to 5 for men. Oh, I'll have to watch this Horrible Bosses and Horrible Bosses too. Yeah, I guess so. I so mean, anyway, <laughs> so then, uh, so everything's fine. Uh, they don't shoot a cop. Mm-hmm. They get away. Uh, Dabney Coleman's not dead. They figure out, oh, what a silly mistake. Uh, something uh, they return the body. Only three giggly ladies could could ever. <laughs> oh uh, dear. Uh, so uh, and then. Uh, they're like, we're in the clear, and they're talking about it. And then this lady, sold out by one of their own, yeah. a lady, 
in the bathroom, overhears them, tells Dabney Coleman this. Dabney Coleman uh, freaks out, and he's like, I want uh, Dolly Parton to uh, be my mistress for real, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And then she refuses, and then... They she shoot threatens him? to no. She threatens to turn him from a rooster into a hen with one shot. Shoot his uh, wiener and uh, bees off. <laughs> bees. That's. I don't actually even <laughs> think I understand that. Bombs. With one shot. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that was like I was a like a the like bug, like yeah. a bee, like a bumblebee. <laughs> no, I mean that was that was like a like a six shooter. That would that would yeah that would blow a hole through you. Also. She's shooting the gun like 90 seconds after everybody left for work. <laughs> There's no way people wouldn't have heard right, right. gunshots. But it's not Dolly that shoots. It's Jane Fonda right. that shoots. Because Dolly, I think, ties him up. And then she's like, oh, no, I've done something terrible. Yeah. How am I going to deal with this? You watch him, Judy. A lot of gunplay in this movie. Yeah, more, yeah, more than I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of guns. Oh, so, then they, so then they... they they falsely imprison him in like a S and M outfit. Right. With, Things get like overtly sexualized. I don't think so. I mean, I think they give him that sort of S and M setup, but they're making sure he's comfortable. They're checking everything's not too tight. And then they hook him up to the <laughs> garage door opener. Yeah. Thing. Best line of the movie comes in uh one hour and sixteen minutes in <laughs> when they're trying to figure out what uh what what to do with him. And uh, it just cuts awkwardly. They're like, what do we do? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. In the bedroom. And then it cuts to them sitting around and Dolly's on the couch. And she goes, I say we hire a couple of wranglers to go upstairs and beat the shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) It was such an awkward cut and such a brilliant delivery. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, Dolly Parton is the funniest person in this movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, she's hilarious. She, you know what? You know what the thing is. This is what Dolly brings. Let's hear it. You can be crass. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can be a little mean mm-hmm. or sassy, mm-hmm. right? But like, there, people are always on your side. Can, I don't you know can, what it is. You can lean uh, towards your cannibalistic instincts. Yeah, but, but it's still like it's always charming, and you know that she's always got a. Uh, the the best intentions in her heart. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody's on her side for the first half of the film. No, no one sits with her at lunch. No, the no women one hate her. Yeah, and even the new girl is like predisposed to dislike her because everyone's distrusting of her because she has this body, mostly. Yeah. yeah. And the, I can and, relate well, to. It's like middle school. <laughs> and the accent, I think. <laughs> Do you think that's part of it? I think so, yeah. I oh, mean, and the musician boyfriend, right? Mm. Husband. Whatever. And um, I think I read that was like a friend of hers husband, and she felt nervous to kiss him on screen. Whoa. He's barely in it. He's in like two scenes. And he's like, honey, why don't you smile? And I'm like, mm. I think if you're, it's different a stranger on the street telling you to <laughs> smile than your husband being like, oh, you're in a bad mood. Why don't you cheer up and smile? Yeah, it's different, but it still made me go, mm. Another oh, thing, brother. just what I'm like. Another thing that's not believable about this movie, <laughs> okay, is uh, stuffing things in people's mouths doesn't work in real life to keep them quiet. Don't they give him like a? a they put the scarf in his mouth. Ball. 
They oh. give him a gag ball later, but at first they just like stuff a scarf in his mouth. Yeah, but when you don't have hands to take it out, you how are you supposed to go spit go it out? <laughs> Tim, let's and spit it out. Let's find one of his ties, stick it in his mouth. Or you could just scream still with a scarf in your mouth. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. The... I don't know. It was like a silk scarf. It would not. If they tied it around like a gag. Even that, I don't think it only works to a certain degree. I'm trying to imagine spitting it out, and I think, think it could you... get stuck. Yeah, I don't think you know. Yeah, how do you I mean, know I guess someone? I haven't been tied up that often. Yeah. Oh. What, Christine? Oh, for sure. He said that often. Yeah, it's true. I haven't. If I said, oh, I've been tied up a lot. Then that would be okay. Something um, scandalous. I'm getting really uncomfortable. Yeah, let's uh, let, so, let's sum this so, up. So, so Mr. Hart is tied up in a way, and then they sort of decide to make like he's left on purpose, mm-hmm. and then they start all these initiatives because Dorley, as played by Dolly Parton, knows how to sign his name. And they, the first thing they do is let's allow people to have personal effects on their desk, right? Mm-hmm. And then the very next thing they do Chachkis. is equal pay for equal work, right? Wasn't that the next thing? I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. Yeah. Office decor and then equal pay for equal work. And then the next thing they do. <laughs> yeah, typical. That's once, that's the way a woman would prioritize it. <laughs> well, that's First, garbage. I got to have all my tchotchkes on my desk. Yeah, well, tchotchkes are important. But once they realize they could put their coffee cups on their desk, they realize they could also. It wasn't coffee cups. It was pictures. No, it, was it was also coffee cups. cups too. Coffee cups? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like personal coffee No, cups. like you couldn't even have anything. Well, where that are was... they going to drink coffee? Before or after their shift. Well, that's baloney. That's part of the problem. And then equal pay for equal work. And then it was a daycare center so that working mothers could stay the whole day. And then mm-hmm. it was what? Flex time. Is that right? Flexible yeah. schedules, half days. And then work share. Job sharing. Exactly. And then it seems like the sixth thing was to be able to send people to rehab. I think the sixth thing was, uh, but still keep the black guys in the mailroom. Yeah, no, like, this all all these only <laughs> applied to white people, of course. No, there were. I don't think that's true at all. And there was the man in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was tokenism at its worst. <laughs> yeah, that was like. <laughs> I found it moving. When he comes back, I found it a little bit like, strange. What is this? A man in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> Able yeah, to do a job? In the middle of the frame, there's just a, a man Not in a wheelchair. Middle. Honestly, it's the front of the frame. Yeah, just like wheeling down as, as Dabney Coleman's like, what the hell is going on I in believe, this company? I believe he says, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! A man in a wheelchair. But, but then he turned. It. But then he turned the, to them and said, "Well, good luck. Le- good, good job, ladies. Uh, not promoting any black people out of the mailroom. <laughs> it's it's nice to see at least there's well, still all, right. all white. Well, at faces. least we can agree on one thing. There yeah. were absolutely not only white people. It was a man a in a wheelchair in a desk job at an office. <laughs> it is a problem that they didn't promote that man. But I don't think it was an anti-black thing. Oh, God. oh, no, you're upset now. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a feminist utopia, that office space. Still seemed like a real shitty place to work. But their productivity was up. People they were didn't happier. even have any computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The That was a real sort of time machine aspect of this film, right? The Xerox was like a whole mm-hmm. room. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that machine was the size of a log flume. <laughs> Which they have at Dollywood, I think. It's based Um, on the Xerox machine from 9 to (laughs) 5. That would be incredible. (laughs) That would be pretty (laughs) pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, And yeah, the phones and the typewriters. It was all very I like 
you know, I watch this movie. I've watched all of Mad Men. I've watched other movies that take place in the past. I have absolutely no idea what anyone did in an office job without a computer. <laughs> Fill out forms? <laughs> you t- you uh, take a letter. Yeah, take a letter. I mean, well, in Mad Men, they drink a lot, which I kind of get. Like, everybody always talks about that with that show, and I'm like... Yeah, well, they ain't have computers yet. So what else were they going to do? Yeah, productivity. Drink and smoke cigarettes in their office. Tom, that's what you do. You play around on a computer and then drink. And drink and, and, and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Well, so did you like it? It was all right. I like Dolly Parton's character the best. She definitely had, I think, like the, the best arc. This was just under two hours. It was. I think I have it written Hour down. Hour 50, I think. It was approximately 110 minutes, but it feels longer. It, I, I it, have seen this movie. Well, a lot a num- happens. I've seen this movie a number of times, and I always think it's a really, really long film, but it's less than two hours. Here's the thing. They should, uh, they should have gotten it down to a tight 90. <laughs> okay. Well, they could have taken out all the weird hallucinations. Here, here's yeah. what you do. You, you get rid of those dream sequences. Just cut down. Trim them. Well, don't do no, you can you can throw out the whole you know marijuana what? You scene. You know what the thing is? It's a bad influence anyway. But the thing is, Tom, thematically, uh-huh. those dreams come back, right? Like, right. Uh, like all their, like they get to live out those fantasies, right. kind of. Well, they don't get to eat them. Practically. But they get to they eat them alive the, professionally. The the equivalent of roasting him on a spit mm-hmm. when they're when they're in front of Colonel the Sanders, the they, chair of the board. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing that I didn't like about the movie mm-hmm. is uh, in uh, the, who played the chairman of the board? I do think it was Colonel Sanders. No, I don't know, but it looked like Colonel Sanders. But uh, I made that joke three times now. They uh, in the opening credits, mm-hmm. they they had the whole cast, and then it was like and so and so as the chairman of the board, okay. and then. They talk about the chairman of the board. So you know he's coming in hushed tones a couple times in the first five minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then when you don't see him, you're like, "Oh, I know what's going to happen. The chairman <laughs> of the board's going to come in, and like he's going to be the pivotal guy at the end." Yeah, but this was 35 years ago. People hadn't seen that many movies yet. <laughs> um, how much? What do you think the budget for this movie was? I actually see? wrote it down, Tim, and I don't really want to talk about it more than to tell you it was ten million dollars. Okay, cool. That's and, a lot of money for back then. Yeah, what, what yeah. is that? In, uh, I don't know, $2,009. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Christine and I have a years-long fight <laughs> going on that we won't get into. Maybe it'll be a future episode of Pop Everything. Yeah, because we could talk for two and a half hours about it. Yeah, we've and talked actually, about six years. I'm actually it. right about it. Um, um, we don't doesn't need to get sound into like it anything anyone be interested in. <laughs> so anyway... It's uh, probably true. Uh, out of five stars... I give it three. No po- stars. Three point seven. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a really enjoyable. Why'd film, you make us watch it if you didn't think it was that good? Well, I think it's. I think it's very <laughs> it's worthwhile. Barely passing. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I was gonna say three, and I thought you were gonna crucify. It. <laughs> I didn't like it. I was gonna say four to be polite. <laughs> I think it's really enjoyable and has moments that are excellent. And as a movie, is really important. I think, but like, isn't super watchable. But, like, Dolly is exceptional in it. Dolly is lovable. 9 to 5, the song is excellent. I've seen 9 to 5, the musical, on Broadway. I don't know if you know that about me. Was that still on Broadway? No. No. But it had Alice and Janney. 
Ah, TV's so, The West Wing. TV. <laughs> she played The West oh, Wing. She, did she play Lily Tomlin's part? Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. Yeah, because they're see it. a bunch of tall, cool women. Oh, they talk the same way. Do They've they? both got that like... Uh, but it was a musical, you know. So singing, too. Mm-hmm. And dancing. A little bit of dancing. There was an extra that looked like a mutual friend of all of ours that my <laughs> friends and I that I was there with couldn't believe he was secretly in a Broadway show, but come to find out he wasn't. Who played Dabney Coleman? Dabney Coleman. A Broadway actor whose name I don't recall. Dabney, Dabney Coleman. Coleman. I don't. Is Dabney Coleman still with us? No more will you Enough mi- nine to five, uh, mime to five. <laughs> oh, we should do an all mime uh, uh, version of nine to five called uh, nine to five, the mime version. No, I really wish I hadn't poured you another drink. <laughs> um, really so after nine idea. to five, uh, she she uh, starred in the musical uh, film, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. What they Which- made a movie called that. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't like it that much. Really? Well, it earned uh, 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 Dolly her second Golden Globe nomination. Earned. Yeah, I was wondering where she got those two Golden Globes from. <laughs> Grow up. Jeepers, creepers, tough. <laughs> what is the best little whorehouse in Texas about? Uh, I mean, I know what it, I'm not. This isn't a bit. What is it about? She wears a red dress. That's not a plot. And she's like the madam. In a whorehouse in Texas. I don't know. I saw it once and is I really it couldn't like stand it. Is it modern times or is it old times? I don't remember. <laughs> um, and then she was in uh, Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone. Thank you for not making us watch oh. that. I've only seen about a half hour of that and it it's tough. It's a tough one. What's that movie about? She's a, a it's woman. A, it's a comedy film about a country music star's efforts to mound... To mold, <laughs> whoa! Speaking of perverts, yeah. to mold an unknown into a music sensation. Ah, Sylvester Stallone comedies are the best. It's so it's tough. I love Dolly, but it's tough. You uh, know what I love about Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Why are you screaming? Their insistence <laughs> to keep making comedies, even though nobody likes them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Arnold's. I mean, before Pop Everything, I had only seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies. comedies yeah. <laughs> you, just, you only knew him as a comedian. Yeah, I thought he was. He was a. Uh, you Ar- thought he was Arnold Braunschweiger, the famous comedian. Anyway, yeah. uh, Kindergarten Cop is a great film. So after the flop of Rhinestone, yeah, Dolly was like, "All right, fuck this. I'm gonna go be a country music star for a while again." Yeah, and she did it. Amusement park. She did that very well. Yeah. And then five years later, she was pulled back in. 1989. The Ensemble Weep Fest. The, the, the siren song of Hollywood brought one, her back. One of the greatest films literally ever. Steel Magnolias. You see, it's about, uh, what would you say it's about overall? What would be the like one or two sentence like log line? It's a heist movie where all these women <laughs> are trying to steal magnolias. Yeah, well, they're not just any magnolias, Tom. It's the, a str- it's a story about female friendship in the face of both love and loss. It was right. Did very, you read that off the back of the VHS? 
I did watch both these films on VHS. I want you to know. You have the most depressing life. I've yeah. You Thank still you. have a VHS player. I do, and I have these both on tape. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud knew, of it, Tom. What did you know about Steel Magnolias? And had you ever seen it in your life? Ever? I knew it was just like a like a uh, like the quintessential quote unquote chick flick. Not my words. I'm just saying, <laughs> and and like you said, a weep fest. Like just yeah, like that's what I knew it. As. I like I know this movie and beaches are movies that like women like women like our our parents' age that they like and they cry during. You're very much like a woman my mother's age. <laughs> um. Okay. In I'm many not, ways, I I love your mom, so I don't take that in any kind of a negative way. But I'm here to say that there's a lot beyond just weeping that happens when a person watches Steel Magnolias. Uh, yeah. Steel Mag is it based on a book? It's based on a play. Yeah, it was the whole movie was very clearly a boring play made into a boring movie. <laughs> Blow it out your butt. It's well, not boring at all. It's not boring, but it's uh That's my I mean, first note. Uh, this is like some boring play. <laughs> And I'm sorry for saying blow it out your butt, which it's is like cool. not exactly I've already done. I've already done it, so I hope you meant it. <laughs> it's I not did. boring, but it's character driven. <laughs> There's very... <laughs> what? I just think that's a very odd thing to say. No, it's it's written very much like a play. Like it's... it's. Uh... Have you ever seen the play? I've seen the play. No. <laughs> It's no, but just you think that, oh it. yeah, we've both seen the play. We just never saw the movie. <laughs> but picture it: the play is entirely in the beauty parlor in the hair salon. They never changed the scene. Really? I could see that because that first scene in the in the beauty parlor, mm -hmm. when I realized like, oh, they're settling in. It's gonna it's gonna be this for a while. If it them in the beauty parlor, it's like this is m like the five year old Tom's nightmare. Because like, so. because Tom, like, also I must say, uh -huh. the five-year-old Tom, not too far removed. Yeah, the thirty-four-year-old Tom is very, very similar I'm to the five-year-old. I'm surrounded Tom. by superhero dolls, so I'm guessing not dolls, figures. <laughs> um, uh -huh. no, but but it just my mom, one of my mom's best friends, owns a uh, a salon. So like I Tom, stop lying. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, bragging. So like I would have to like I was dragged along there all the time when you know my mom wanted to uh, you know hang out with her friend and and gab and get a haircut. It was like, well, you just come. You can you know you can read this uh, six year old uh, issue of highlights. Yeah, Highlights was never a good magazine. Highlights didn't need to be timely. <laughs> like, this, it was these not articles are six years breaking old. Breaking news. Have I have I think I've talked about uh how the first time I ever cursed in front of my parents oh. was was because of highlights. <laughs> oh, God. What happened? You were so surly. I was I mean, I was very little. It was one of those like I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was bad. Uh-huh. Um I had sent them a drawing of mine for inclusion in their periodical and they sent they sent me back a, re a rejection letter mm -hmm. and i was too young to even be able why to why would they even do that why wouldn't they just be like eh, kids will forget companies in the 80s did that i submitted a lot to mattel and they kept telling me no um <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin in that for a second because <laughs> yeah. we are going to come back to that <laughs> momentarily sure uh 
So my mom had to read the letter to me and then like explain what it meant. And my response after like just sitting there in shock and thinking about it was, I want to write them a letter back that says, go fuck yourself. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm actually shocked. Did you get in trouble or did they laugh? I didn't get in trouble because I think they were just so shocked and like they were <laughs> Where like, did you learn yeah, that they were garbage? like, Where did you learn that? Like, right. why is that? Right. Uh, and that <laughs> <laughs> you were so. What was the picture of? Oh, I don't even remember. But I like, mean, you're too I, little to I, read the not letter. Not only yourself. do I not remember, I sent him my only copy, <laughs> and they didn't send it back. You can't submit that to other publications. Yeah. If they I think have that, it. I think that speaks a lot to like uh, your sense of proprietary. No, my sense of like uh, uh, my problem with rejection. Oh, that's that's too where deep. it all started. That's too deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim. pull it back, pull it back. So you wrote letters to Mattel, Christina. I did. I designed Barbies that I wanted to see, and then they told me no. They told you women don't have these jobs. It wasn't jobs. I wanted an old Barbie and a Barbie that wasn't <laughs> an old Barbie. for my storyline. Like, Wait, hold on. No, it gets better. You wanted an old Barbie, and oh yeah, I was just telling you this. Um, and I wanted a Barbie that wasn't smiling. <laughs> I don't think it's even that funny. I think that's a totally reasonable ask. You're like, Sorry. It's either funny or sad. It's not reasonable. It's like... Uh, As like a seven-year-old yeah. kid, I'm like, yeah. I don't They're need like, all my no. Barbies. But I think it's played out in my Listen, adult life. Listen, little girl, right? we, don't, we, don't wanna, we don't wanna bum kids out with an old Barbie and a sad Barbie. Because <laughs> <laughs> girls never get old and girls never don't smile. Not Barbie. Not good girls. <laughs> I have to go. Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Well, so what I want you to know is like I have been watching Steel Magnolias since I was a tiny, tiny child. And I don't remember the first time I saw it. I feel like I've always seen it. It came out when you were seven. So let's let's cut the shit here. (laughs) Okay. But like I don't have that many potent memories of life before Steel Magnolias. So I guess that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And I'm on vacation with my parents when I'm like nine or ten. My parents and my brothers. And we're in Myrtle Beach. And there's these three channels on the TV at our hotel in Myrtle Beach, Mm -hmm. um, South Carolina. And they each are showing one movie over and over and over again for a full day. That's just the nature of the way the channels work. And I did not want to go do anything. I didn't want to go to the beach. I didn't want to go to the souvenir shops. I didn't want to go to Ripley's, believe it or not. I just wanted to what sit out of your mind. Because Steel Magnolias was on for 24 hours and I didn't want to miss it. Again and again and again. So, like, I loved it as Did a Did you child. want the uh, the unsmiling Barbie so the other Barbies could be like, drink your juice, Shelby. Shelby, <laughs> drink your juice to, to the unsmiling like, Barbie. I appreciate you asking that in, from what I want to assume is a good place. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was my storylines were original. And the old Barbie would be Shirley MacLaine, like, uh, holding Shirley. your head. I wasn't recreating films in my Barbie storylines. I was making full, fully realized, very dramatic, whole other stories. No, but then rewatching it ahead mm-hmm. of filming this podcast. Are we filming? Are we on tape? Yeah, yeah, we're filming. Oh, good. I no, can't wait to camera, watch. These cameras are on. I can't wait to watch the VHS. We were going to do, once a month, we do a, a, a live <laughs> stream for oh. Patreon uh, people. Oh, right. Yeah. And we were going to make tonight the live stream thing. So like it'd be like people watching a video stream of us doing this. That's awful. And uh, Tom was like, no, 
No, don't do that to Femmes. Don't do that. That would be a mean thing to do to her. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I'm. I could have put my Dolly shirt on though. I did bring a Dolly shirt, everybody. Um, but then watching it as an adult, you're wearing a Dolly wig. Thanks for noticing, (laughs) Tom. That's not even a real hair. Wow. Could uh oh uh, yeah nope it came right off came right off (laughs) stuck to my hand now. Um. And watching it as an adult, what I actually feel like I was getting from Steel Magnolia is not to like go in this direction, which I'm sure your audience is not that into. But um, please don't presume. Yeah, I don't know about our audience. And I do want to apologize. I listened to the Zoe episode recently. Her voice is just out of this world. Outstanding. She was so self-conscious about her voice, too. Oh, Zoe, if you're listening. Should I not say that? She says it. No, she says it in. The episode, she's like, I'm afraid, like, I, 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 like, I'm not used to talking into a recorder. Nobody And nobody is. likes hearing their voices Right. Back. Well, Zoe, if you're listening, I'm here to tell you, I was almost too intimidated to come because of how soothing and lovely your voice was. You'll never listen to this. Zoe. Anyway, so I'm watching this film, and when Whenever I'm- you come up, she's like, oh, you mean American Zoe? <laughs> I don't think you should try to get a feud going. It's not <laughs> going to work. That's An actually international. Not uh, <laughs> no, she seems great. Well, all these Third movies. Third tier podcast feud. <laughs> all these movies taught me that's very. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Easy to get women to hate each other. Well, this is exactly in contrast to what I was going to say, which is that like what I learned from Steel Magnolias is like the power of female friendship is that they're there for each other and they are solid in ways that the men are destructive and the men are at at best absent right at worst destructive yeah they're making business deals <laughs> you're thinking of another film i'm sorry i keep hitting my face into the microphone i can't tell if it what? sounds like let me ask you this did you enjoy this movie solely because you saw those man butts in the locker room that one time that's the part i, I think watched you see a little over. bit of dong too i think there's some glimpses of dong i I've went s- frame by frame i'm gonna be honest i've seen this movie no less than a hundred times and i've never noticed a dong well i just think that well not in the tv version I have it on the, the. I have no, it on VHS. VHS. You needed an HD. I have it on VHS. I'm just saying. I just assume because they seem cavalier about uh, how they're all walking around. Yeah. I bet that there were dongs filmed. I doubt there were dongs showed. I bet Shirley MacLaine saw some dongs. Oh, in her life, yes. <laughs> in that scene. Yeah, I bet she saw some dongs, yeah. unless they were wearing. Dong protectors. Dong covers. What do they call those things? 
They Don have like no, they have like a it's like a modesty isn't pouch. Isn't that isn't I think that what, it's a modesty pouch? Isn't is that what, what you call, call a dongle? I like that uh that not having your wiener out in front of a whole film crew. It's like, oh he's being modest. <laughs> yeah. Get him the pouch. <laughs> Full butt, no problem. Dong is covered. I show my butt on okay, film. I do have a question Who though. Who cares about a butt? <laughs> a lot of people care a lot about butts. What I want to ask... Yeah, grossos. You- <laughs> Tim, you insisted that we did a show called Amazing Butts. It was a one-off. I don't think I ever... Was it a... I don't know about it. It was behind a paywall, and you're notoriously cheap. That's actually true. Um, this is going off the rails, and I'm not that excited about it. We all dr- we've all been drinking a lot more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. This really isn't about Dolly Parton anymore, is it? Well... I, I mean, we're not talking... No, there's a good thing. We're talking about the films. <laughs> what I do want to know is, did you cry? Hell no. Uh, Tom did. No, I got real upset during one point, though. You know what, actually? I didn't get too upset when Julia Roberts died, because... Spoiler eh, alert. You could take her or leave her. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, hold on. This was in my notes. Uh, Shelby didn't seem so great. Yes, like she... at her funeral when they were like, oh, I just want to let the world know what a beautiful, what a wonderful person. Was like, yeah, she was just kind of just like a person that was like looking out for number one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I her don't... brothers hated her. There like, had to have been a reason. No, her it. brothers were literal monsters, feral <laughs> monsters. Or I guess. But like at my funeral, feral. I don't like people shouldn't be like, oh, what a great guy. Too. Like, no, too, like I'm just a guy that's like a. Uh, yeah, but you're looking out to like have a good time. The man. thing is, you're talking about what her mother was saying about her. Like her mother, of course, yeah, but was somebody like, should have been like, "Hey, Sally Field." No, she the, wasn't that great. Oh, you know what? Home audience, I need you to know that I don't agree with Tim. For no other reason than uh, how horrible her southern accent was. They shouldn't have. That's a thing as an adult. They that shouldn't I... have even had a funeral for her. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't Especially feel like you're getting the point the of the very film. Beginner, in the very beginning, when she's like, they were going to put rubbers all over my car. <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> I almost turned it off. I, I said Dolly Parton. I, I, I would think, uh, oh, no, wait. I can't believe Dolly signed off. On these offensive southern accents. I think Julia's is the worst. Oh, yeah. by far, yeah. Well, what the, what's on. the part? That, wait, I want to know the part that made Tom so upset. Uh, well, when she said rubbers, <laughs> I didn't like that. You know what it was? That's you not... know what? To press it, like, uh, not, I guess not to press it, maybe it makes me feel melancholy. Maybe not melancholy. And the uh, infinite sadness. Uh, uh, a. Uh, feeling worse than melancholy, not as bad as depression. What would you call that feeling? Ennui. <laughs> um, uh, movies that have uh, a lot of time jumps, I don't like. Oh, I like that. Oh, Tom, you love time that. travel movies. You love Back to the Future. Oh, if it's if it's by their own uh, action, sure. Wait, you're saying because it skipped from the wedding to a few months after the wedding to a few, to a year after the baby was born, you hated it? It, just, it made you it feel keeps... me- worse than melancholy? When it skipped. That doesn't make any but sense. But it wasn't it wasn't quite depressed. It it was it was not it's more than melancholy. It's not quite depressed that it wasn't 100%. No, the thing that made me from one like day the to, most it wasn't ab- the, an the episode that, of 24. The thing that made me the most upset about the movie is like, yep. All right, time marches on. Everybody, you know, everybody's going to die. 
I didn't like that. That's part of the point of the movie. You love each other the best you can, and some people die, and some people get a chain, and some people some people turn religious. I know some people are dating a violent criminal, and then he goes to jail, and then she becomes a party girl, and then she becomes a woman in Dolly's image, and then (laughs) they become. But then she like kind of eases off that a little bit, gets her glasses back. Well, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is did you notice when she was a sinner, she wore contact lenses? Yeah, Daryl Hannah's accent was terrible. Too. I know, but she's so pretty. She, apparently, she not when she was wearing glasses. Fuck off forever. <laughs> um, everybody, I wear glasses. Um, when who are you talking to? You're acting as if this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the home audience that I assume is watching every move I ever make. Is that weird? Um, Daryl Hannah went out for the part, and they didn't hire her because she was too pretty. And she came back the next day in glasses and with her hair different, and they hired her. Well, I thought it was kind of weird, actually, when she first gets the job with Dolly, that she's a hairdresser and her hair's like frizzy and terrible. I don't ever think her hair is terrible in that film. In the Dolly's hair? No, no, no. no. You're talking about a Daryl Hannah's. No, it's a different style, man. Like all that hair is ridiculous. Like when when they're making the bit, everybody, all the ladies get the big hair. It's all like, it's not the style that you and I are like. Hey, look at that babe with the hair. No, but Dolly's hair, I could in that first scene when when Daryl Hannah's doing her hair, I could appreciate like that's what she's going for. Could get with that hair. She's got it. Every time I've gotten a haircut at like a high end place, it's always some guy with a fucking crew cut doing it. Like, it's never like uh, uh, fashion designers just wear, like, all black clothes. It's like, it doesn't matter what the person doing your hair is doing. Right? Like, you don't need, a hairdresser doesn't need to have flashy hair to be a, a, to, to be gifted in giving other people flashy hair. And Anella's really good at hair. And her personal tragedy didn't interfere with her ability to do good hair, which is one of my favorite lines from the film that I just butchered. Yeah. All right. Well, so but like, what what's your next thing? Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring up Dolly, mm-hmm. Dolly specific. Her arc is weird, right? No, it's great because it's she owns a uh, beauty shop mm-hmm. in the carport. Right. She also has a carport. It's not no. In the I thought it. Was, I think I thought there was a line of like uh, my husband put a put a roof over the carport, and here we are. No, that's not All right, anyway. Um, her husband was like a little like he's a minor neglectful of her right yeah. or of, of the of the union of the marriage right right if you right. know what I mean we don't know that he's stepping out but he's not really all the way there they've he never, never come consummated out. the marriage I think they have um Sam Shepard they have a baby that, that was Sam, Sam Shepard yeah I don't know him as not an old man yeah. oh what a cool guy Did, have you <laughs> never seen Baby Boom. No. He's the I've seen Baby Geniuses. Are we baby, talking about okay. Baby Geniuses? Baby Boom. Oh, Baby Stay Out. Guys, Baby Boom with Diane Keaton and Sam Shepard, where Sam Shepard is the veterinarian. I don't want to alienate anybody, but like Sam Shepard is a hottie at that film. Uh, what's the name of the actor who Woo! who plays Sally Fields? Please don't husband. objectify uh, um, Sam Tom Skerritt. Uh, his character kind of stinks. But it's kind of good. I wondered about you and how you felt about the crossbow with fireworks in it. Well, the gun stuff with the crows or whatever it is, is ridiculous. And also, like, he's shooting he's shooting at him. 
Obviously, it's not doing anything. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to keep coming back. Shooting at him again isn't going to stop And him. also, you got to kill a few at of them. A, at certain points, <laughs> he's shooting too many where it's like, no, that, that gun does not have uh, like a 20-bullet magazine. Yeah. It, was an, it was an accuracy thing. You think the film was misrepresenting what guns can do. Yeah. <laughs> and that, to me, is offensive. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> this is the most offensive thing about it. But isn't it funny when he shoots that and then he can't hear and then it's like, who gives That's this woman funny, away? Yeah. And he says, what? Yeah. Her mother and I do. And he says it so loud. He's just another useless man. So Dolly's uh, arc, mm-hmm. her her useless husband, uh, eventually comes around. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He buys her another so, place? So yeah. the arc Don't of... you shove your hand in my face. <laughs> Don't tell people that I'm to, mad. To the listener at home, <laughs> Christine just gave I'm... Tim the don't talk to the hand. No, uh, do motion. talk to the do hand. Talk. She, she wanted me, in fact, to stop talking to her face because her face uh, apparently Didn't. did not understand. <laughs> talk to the hand because the face don't understand. Yeah, I guess that's what I was doing. Um but your hand came dangerously close to my face. I'm like 12 feet away from you. I know. Your arm is 11 feet long. That's true. Um, Sam Shepard's arc was that he didn't appreciate his wife or his son, Spud. Or Bud? maybe his name is Spud. I can't remember. Oh, the biker guy. The yeah. Real yeah, that kid bag. was a shit. That kid's a bit of a dirtbag. But yeah. so- Man, what is it with all these women being bad moms? <laughs> I bet he smokes doobies. <laughs> This is the most appalling direction to take these films. I'm really embarrassed to know you. Um, That's not true. The thing I want to say is, so Dolly and her husband are not estranged, but don't have a great marriage. And then what Sam Shepard realizes when Shelby dies Mm -hmm. is that that she should have drank her juice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that whole hospital scene. Nobody even tried to give her juice. Shelby, drink your juice. Do you know what I read when I was researching for this episode? And it said, is that... You researched for this? Yeah, because I didn't know seriously to take it until I listened to some of your... Never mind. Um, That the person who wrote the play based Mm -hmm. on the death of his sister who died from early, Mm -hmm. young diabetes, whatever. And that the scenes in the hospital, they brought people from the hospital who had treated his sister to be the extras as like the orderlies and the uh, nurses like and everything. Like in uh, United 93. I don't, <laughs> I can't, what... I actually like, can't That's go what they there with did that. In that Oh, movie. you know what? To take it back what? to. It was no. like to the take... real air traffic controllers, Tom. That's fucked up. Pardon my language. Um, <laughs> did you know that the, in nine to five, the. You're just afraid I'm going to turn this into a 9-11 conspiracy theory. <laughs> the same podcast. plane. Hello. Hey guys. How were they Hello? in the movie? <laughs> guys. I have something crazy to tell you. All right. I'm sorry, bonkers. It shouldn't be that our guest has to yell over us. I'm sorry, Christine. You are a guest on this show. I've met you before. Yeah, I'm not I surprised apologize. by this at all. Sorry. Um, the same plane in 9 to 5 in the shot when... Um, Is this going to be a 9-11 conspiracy theory? When the... When the, um, the know-it-all tell... Like the tattletale. Yeah, yeah. The scene yeah. where she's the moving to, she's going to France. The na- the tattletale is going to France. The same plane in that shot was the um TWA TWA eight hundred flight eight hundred that got shot down in nineteen ninety six, and it's that same body of the same plane. Wow. You know what? Because when that plane was taking off, and I was like, "Oh, TWA, that's like a real relic," and then I was like, "Oh, TWA like ended." 
because of that one high-profile plane crash. Yeah. Right. Which, we don't know what happened to that plane, but... You know what? It's acceptable to have conspiracy theories about that, though. Come on. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't think this what is an are you argument. Arguing we... for? Yeah, exactly. What is the thing that you're advocating? I don't for? even know anymore. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, Tim's Dolly. Tim's been on some bad websites lately. <laughs> so I have been. Sam Shepard's some... arc, everybody, uh-huh. is that he once he learns that Shelby has died, he realizes that. He shouldn't be such a he shit. He shouldn't be so complacent in his marriage. Because Dolly might die. And he starts stirring the wax. Right, and yeah. he's well, like, What's no, this but he goes, for? "What the hell is this?" Well, here's what I want to ask you about Dolly in this movie, because you love Dolly. I love Dolly. And how do you feel about the character she plays? Um, I feel like ev- a lot of the characters in this film have that sort of like joyful mean girl spirit that, mm-hmm. like, I think we, or at least I should say, I kind of like both fight and cherish. Where it's like you're so mean to everyone that's not in your inner circle, and you're kind of mean to the people that are in your inner circle. But it's well, surely McLean's character love. and her to them, Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. I mean, the fact that they call her Weezer. Well, you know what I want to talk about that I don't know if you guys will want to talk about is how much like just absolutely voluminous femininity everyone was expressing with their hair and their makeup and Mm -hmm. their and like the way they were talking about like anyone that does their own hair that's just not natural whatever and then Weezer's this kind of like interesting contrast to that because she's like in her overall she's got this big dog Dog, she doesn't care what other people think of her in the same way when when someone is the guy she's banging is seen as like a weak guy it's like a joke and she the first thing she says to him upon re-meeting him is like have you shrunk like she's just this absolute not archetypical feminine person yeah, I guess. She's Crone is a, is a perfectly acceptable. It, I don't love it. I'm not going to. Re- oh, <laughs> everybody just fell into the microphone a little bit. Hey, everybody. No, here's what I wanted to ask you about Dolly, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, her character says things like there's no such thing as natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, when he asks what the what that goop is, she's like, it makes you pretty. It makes you pretty. And it's like you do not identify with that kind of worldview. She but, says, uh, like, and, and, like and, this takes a lot of effort. Yeah, if if you met a woman mm-hmm. on the street, if I was like, hey, this is uh, my friend, and she's like, yeah, I believe that uh, women are not naturally beautiful and you need uh, cosmetics to, to do, you'd be like, Tim, this 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 lady stinks. Well, why? Get, get... Sure, she looks a lot like Dolly Parton, but... Yeah, and I'd be like, Christine, I was trying to tell you the whole time, that was Dolly Parton, the famous country and western music star. A, I hope to believe that I would recognize Dolly Parton in the flesh if you were introducing me to one of my like, heroes. Yeah, but in this scenario, you're blind. <laughs> oh, my God. In this scenario, there's been a horrible accident. You didn't mention that explicitly. Yeah, no, that's... that's uh... That's implicit in there. I okay. thought you should have picked up on that. Otherwise, was, of course, you would have known. Is this like a daredevil well, situation, though? What, what, <laughs> what's the accent? That's yeah, well, it's, 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 they're rebuilding the city after uh, the great fight. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, but all of Christine's other senses are heightened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So she can that's smell Dolly column coming in here. Yeah, but coming. she doesn't know what Dolly smells like because, yeah, she was a mere six oh, rows away from I her bet you could 15 know. years I bet, ago. I bet even no, without only... superpowers, you would know what Dolly smells like. Was... I bet she smells great. It was only like four years ago that I was six rows away from her, and I like to think that I would know her by her smell. 
I bet Dolly Parton smells wonderful. You're right. I would love to have her because I bet like I'd love to smell her. I would smell. I would I'd love, love to have to her smell. in my home because, like, you know, Freshen when people are a little, uh, they put a little too much when they come on a little thick, and you're like, Ugh. but sometimes mm-hmm. there's that person that puts a lot on, and it's just like, yeah, but that's great. They did it right. They did it. They did exactly like, the right she gets thing. Right. Have you ever heard that thing about Dolly that the reason she always wears long sleeves is because she has butterfly tattoos all over her arms? <laughs> no, no, I've never that heard true? that. I don't know. She hasn't, like, she's sleeveless in nine to five, but I don't think she's been sleeveless since the 80s. Why is that a conspiracy? Why, why, why do people believe she has a bunch of butterfly tattoos? She loves butterflies. There, there's a butterfly garden at Dollywood, which neither of you would know because I'm the only one here that's. I'd love to go to Dollywood. Believe me. Go there in a heartbeat again. But why would she get all those tattoos if she was just going to hide them? Because it's not part of her celebrity image. They're for her, it's private. Well, then don't put it on a... So my answer for you is if you introduce me to someone you like wave, Truby... You wave, you've thrown your, your... I know. I've had a little more face. whiskey than I've had dinner. Cripes, yeah. <laughs> um, Christine's going to mansplain it to you, Tim. Just sit there and listen. Tom, that's the opposite of how it works. <laughs> what I think the answer is, is the thing about Truvy is like, she's like, no one cries alone in my presence. She's very loving to the people that she serves, and she believes in in the work that she's doing. And I'm someone, I whatever. I mean, like, I'm not trying, and I'm not trying to burst any bubbles. I'm, I'm my I'm, bubbles not burst. I'm trying okay. to think but of I how wasn't, I, would feel I wasn't like, trying to be like, uh, you like her, and she says this. I'm just wondering how, because like I find her charming, even though I disagree with uh, the premise of a lot of what she says, and it's just like, well, I like that because she's a pretty lady. But, like, why do you like that? <laughs> right. Well, and I also, I feel like with this film, you know, um, she's playing a character, and her character is lovable. I think if I met her in the street, I don't know that I'd give her enough of a chance to know yeah, all, all the nuances of her. Yeah, all these ladies, I'd be like, all right, enough of you. But it's this portrait well, of they people who are... Speaking in very long, complicated sentences. <laughs> you found this film They wouldn't want anything to do with you. No, I didn't find well, the film... They They talked... They spoke in sentences that were that. That's what made it seem like a, a stage play to me. Occasionally, you know how sometimes you see a stage play, mm-hmm. and uh, once in a while, sure, people will uh, will will speak in sentences that are like, "This is not the way anybody <laughs> ever speaks." Yeah. It was so. And What's that's an fine. example? It, it doesn't of that, need though. to be naturalistic. I can't. I can't like well, uh, pretty much every... some of their insults to each other were like, "It's like." That was a one-liner, technically. <laughs> but that was a <laughs> but, long line. Yeah. But there were some semicolons in that, you know, in that sentence. I just feel like if you want to take a film that like encompasses what life is, mm-hmm. is there a better film than Steel Magnolias? Because it's the ups, it's the downs, it's the joy, it's the pain, it's the friendship, it's also the uselessness of effort, right? <laughs> well, that's depressing. Yeah. Baby's day out. I've never seen baby. This baby Day doesn't out. know what's going on. He gets himself in all sorts of situations. And like even in the face of the loss of Shelby, like what sort of lovely is the perspective that the women have? The women go to like, Malin. Punch Shirley MacLaine in the face. Don't be sad. Punch Shirley MacLaine well, in the face. Well, I was going to say there, there are two things that I want to say about this movie still. Uh, one is that there, yeah, there's a scene where a baby slaps an old lady, which should be in every movie. Wait, hold on, no. <laughs> this 
Uh, this is my final note for the movie. I I bet you have the same note I do. No, a baby slapped a lady, mm-hmm. and then they. Uh, uh, this was me in the middle of the night. By the way, I watched this movie in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay. uh, a baby slapped a lady, and then all the uh, all the all the women uh, rushed over. And uh, asked if the baby was okay. Well, because the baby, they were like, oh, baby, it's like, well, because no, he they know they lady. know Weezer's no. a real asshole. No, 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 no. They, they don't see something. the slap. They hear that baby is crying because yeah. baby's scared of Weezer uh, because um the uh, the lady told the story of where Weezer was like a witch or something. That's right. Who's that lady? What's her name? Clarie, aka Olympia Dukakis. Oh, that's yeah. Olympia. Oh, okay, yeah. I you know what I, I learned uh, on the Wikipedia page uh, for this movie, or like down the wiki wormhole? Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympia Dukakis, not Michael Dukakis's wife. <laughs> Her, his cousin. I feel like you're missing the point of this. Oh, okay, film. but they are related. Are they cousins? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, every uh, Dukakis. If she's, there's more than yeah. one Dukakis, she's in a film that I want to quickly plug. You're doing these hand motions like you're the producer. Like, all right, Tim, that's Tom's enough out the of you. Ginger's the executive producer. We're not here to talk about related films of actors in the Dolly Parton films, but I do want to say that Moonstruck is a great film that also stars <laughs> well, Olympia Dukakis. All right, already <laughs> talked about Moonstruck. Yeah. Are I you, know, but it was off you camera. have like a, an affiliate. Fee for Moonstruck or no, something? No, but John Mahoney's in it. Friggin She's share. on the Moonstruck uh, street team. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've been a longtime admirer of the film um, Moonstruck. All right. So, well, that leads me to one of the things is that, uh, you know, uh, a baby slaps an old lady. But that whole scene is uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine and prior to that, uh, Olympia Dukakis fucking with a little kid whose mom just died. For no reason other than their own enjoyment. Well. <laughs> like their own inside yeah, jokes. Yeah, agree. Don't fuck with that baby. Don't tell that baby s- stories about a mean lady that the baby's about to see. The mom just died. The mom died four months before. More yeah. than four months. The mom died on Halloween. Died shortly after it's Halloween. It's a baby. We're talking about Easter. That's it's April. It's a baby. Don't. Don't. Even if the mom didn't die, I feel don't like, tell babies stories about uh, witches. I feel like you're saying like no one whose parent died should ever go to a haunted house, and I don't think that's fair to kids whose parents Not died. Not babies. Tim, do you I'm think just ba- saying we, that Christine? This is dangerously close to getting into uh, territory of like an epic fight. Yeah, <laughs> like because Christine, you don't understand how much fun it is. To wind you up, <laughs> um, and to invent like, <laughs> uh, it's 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 very easy to get into a very like our entire you and I our entire friendship mm-hmm. is based on riling each other up <laughs> and getting into like meaningless fights fights about things on which we mostly agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're ninety nine and a half percent in agreement on everything. So what you're saying is you don't think babies should be allowed to go to haunted houses immediately after their parents. They should be allowed to, but it should be their their decision. <laughs> I'm just saying the baby seemed uncomfortable even when just Olympia Dukakis was holding him and telling him this story. It seemed like the baby wanted to get away. The baby is not one of the characters in which I'm most invested in the film. Yeah, because he's a, he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, by definition, he's a baby. Yeah, but like 
he is a problem too, and it's not his fault. But like he's he killed his mom. Isn't able to. He did kill his mom. Yeah. It's also like it's crazy to think because you think of diabetes as sort of innocuous, but it's actually not. I don't think of it as innocuous. I once knew a lady who had uh, diabetes. She had survived uh, uh, breast cancer, Mm -hmm. and she had a stroke, Mm. like unrelated to the diabetes, um, before she was diagnosed with diabetes. And she told me, uh, Tim, uh, the diabetes is worse than cancer, and it's worse than recovering from a pretty severe stroke that I had. Wow. Wow. Because it's constant. It's every like yeah. You yeah, so you have to be continually vigilant. Yeah. And I have a friend who has type one diabetes, and and the just the learning curve in terms of everything you have to think about and all that you have to do. I mean, it's very real. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't it's know. A, it's a it's a horrible disease. Well, and like can, they can and, treat well, it, but and, they can't cure it. Yes. Like and that's so, the thing. And you can I, understand why Sally Field was so upset. What you can mean? understand that why she had the Shelby baby? needed well, to drink her when, juice. When she, when she said that she was pregnant yeah. and everybody was so excited, that scene bummed me out a lot. Right, because it's so sad. I'd rather have one, I'd rather have 10 minutes of wonderful than yeah. a lifetime of nothing but special. It, but it's like, but it to Sally Field, that's that's her baby. Yeah. That's her little girl. the risk of her baby. Yeah. Oh, Tom, you really drank the Kool-Aid on this one. You really I... drank the juice. <laughs> You're very much like Shelby. The Kool-Aid is delicious on this film because it's it's like the... <laughs> You're very and much And like, like Tom Skerritt is like, I'm going to be a granddaddy. I'm Wait, so happy. Wait, why is Tom scared? Tom... <laughs> <laughs> You're making the haunted house we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Sally Field, by the way, can do no wrong in my book. Sally Field saw her in the West Village maybe a year ago. What? She's, she's still adorable. I love Sally. I was Field. having a bad day. I was picking up a salad from my favorite salad place. Like that's how bad my day was. And I walked down the street and I was like, "That is." That you a f- ate a salad. <laughs> I'm gonna peace down and oh, well, eat a salad. I had to. I had to take a subway to get to the salad on my oh, lunch okay. break. Okay. And um, I was walking down the street and I looked up and I was like, that's the flying nun. Like, that's. That's what you would think? Oh, come on. That's well, Mrs. Doubtfire's wife. <laughs> that's Mr. Doubtfire. I mean, this is one of my favorite films we're talking about, Steel Magnolias. Like, it's Malin. Yeah. yeah. But like, and he didn't say anything to her? No, I'm not trying to bother her in the middle of the day. I saw. Uh, I saw. She's one. I, I don't even, like, know her personally, but I would say hello <laughs> to her. It's also Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see Lincoln. <gasps> I was thinking of watching all the. You should Steven have asked Steel her how the play movies. was. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, let me let me let me let me ask you this, because I was shocked in the first scene when I learned that she was uh, the mom. Of, uh, what's her face? Julia Roberts. Well, yeah. so this is actually something I learned in my research for this episode of Pop Everything. That's good. Just scream into the mic as much. People like that, I think. Is um, the producers or the director, somebody was doubting that Sally Field could play the mother of a 22-year-old. But in 1989, um, Sally Field's, I can't find it in my notes, but in 1989, Sally Field's son was almost 22. So... It was oh, wow. true to life. Okay. She just aged very well. She's very cute. She's great. You know what well, I, yeah, you know what I hated? She is, she's just always cute. Adorable. There was this meme mm-hmm. going around. Do you know uh, about memes? Oh, I know what, I know what you're going to say. And what I, is and I agree. a meme? <laughs> uh, it's pronounced Mimi. 
and it was like, oh, uh, Sa- only in Hollywood. Sally feel like it was. It was. Look, I agree with the fact that like uh, actresses in Hollywood, as, as they get older, are marginalized. Did you a, see my last fuckable day or whatever it's called? Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a good premise. There weren't enough jokes in that sketch. Because it's not that funny. Go on. It's not that funny, but like, all right, then write an essay about it. I don't know. Write an article. Do you ever read essays about? <laughs> write an diary. I write a lot of op-eds. About uh, aging women in Hollywood. Sure, no, no, sure, I know, sure, I know, sure. I know. I, know. I, th- I felt like they got lazy with it, right? I loved it. A mutual friend of ours, uh, who happens to be your roommate, agreed with me. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Okay. I loved it. Um, Go ahead. Who her main name was. <laughs> uh, uh, the there, was, there was a thing that was saying like, oh, uh, Sally Field played uh, Tom Hanks' Tom Hanks's right. girlfriend right. in a movie, and then five years later played his mom in Forrest Gump. Right. Like trying to be like, oh, she reached that age where it's like, nope, now you're an old lady. Mm-hmm. But- Whenever she played Tom she, Hanks's mom, whenever Tom Hanks was Forrest Gump, she was in like old lady eighty makeup. year old lady yeah. makeup. When she played the character's when she played, mom, he was when eight. she played her own age, yeah. there was a child playing Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's true. I've seen that meme and I've yeah. gone, Oh, that's garbage. Yeah, but <laughs> I've never really, like but no, you guys it's not know. like it was not like Tom Hanks was in a room I'm doing and like heavy. and then Sally Field was like, I'm your mom present day Sally Field. Yeah. No, she was like, no, I'm your mom in like ridiculously oh, thick makeup. Yeah. Does every conversation come back to Forrest Gump with you folks? Because you know how I feel about Forrest Gump, right? If you love it? No. Oh, no, I hate it. it. You hate, I hate it? I hate it because of its factual inaccuracies and not the ones Hell, you're thinking of. yeah. I hate it for so many reasons. I think we should all the way have We that. had Andrew Gregory sit right here <laughs> and defend Forrest Gump, right? Yeah. And the thing is, I like, don't think it's presented as being factually accurate. Well, here's the thing. Here's my. How did this one? I don't think this one man. No, no. How but. did I never hear about him before? <laughs> my problem with Forrest Gump is encapsulated in this one aspect, which is the fact that he says Jenny died on a Saturday. Oh Jesus Christ! You just high fived me and fist bumped. Me. I know. I so, thought you were. You were. You were. You had a legitimate gripe. I feel that this gripe is legitimate. Uh, what is the gripe? The gripe is that Jenny died on a Saturday, Forrest tells us. And then mm. we see a close-up of her grave. And it says, like, March 25th, <laughs> Is that not a Saturday? And that's a Thursday. <laughs> so that's your problem with Forrest Gump. Have you ever heard of a farm... Fa- excuse me, I'm a little drunk. Have you ever heard of a farmer's almanac? <laughs> Christine, you can look up the this? day of what the week. This? Unreliable narrative. Hold on, hold on. I know Tim's argument is it's an unreliable have, have narrator. You, have you put this into uh, IMDb under goofs and gaffs? No, I I think I tweeted it once at Andrew Rose Gregory at... Oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> He's an unreliable narrator. None of that stuff ever happened. That guy read the newspaper and watched TV and... Ate a whole and box of He was of a mentally chocolates. challenged man and he he uh, he insinuated himself into history. I hear you. I yeah. just don't think he would say Jenny died on a Saturday as part of his. It's part of the clues. Movie. They just forgot to film the reveal. 
the other thing I wanted to say about Steel Magnolias. Yeah, thank God for you. Is that, uh, uh, well, wait till I finish what I'm saying <laughs> before you thank me. Uh, uh, I think it's Dolly's character refers, no. Uh, one of them is getting flowers from their boyfriend or husband a bunch. They're mm-hmm. like trying to make up to him or something. But anyway, the flowers come from uh, Sherwood Florist, which is from the DC Universe. So this movie takes place in the DC Universe. What is he talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, Steel Magnolias out of five stars. Uh, Tom, five. what do you give it? Oh, um, it was better than I thought it would be. I'll say that. Uh, three stars. It loses a star because of Julia Roberts' accent. I'm going to give it a 3.7. Whoa, that's low. Why so low? That's what you said about fucking nine to five, you dope. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I sorry for. Hey, uh, do you want to come on the show, uh, Christine? Uh, it's a show where I scream at ladies. That's <laughs> <laughs> how he gets his rocks it's, off. We drink a lot of whiskey, and then You're, I scream at ladies. Yeah, you'll get free whiskey. I didn't but you'll drink, also I didn't, sweat so much. It's so hot in here. I didn't. I didn't eat dinner either me either we I should get pizza on our way back to i would love a pizza what i want to tell you is i recently was on a luxury bus <laughs> and Ooh, luxury name bus. only um any bus by definition is not luxury an interstate bus is my enemy but what about aerosmith's tour bus <laughs> Well, that that's a whole different story or the rock and roller coaster that's not a bus. that's a super stretch limo <laughs> So I'm on this luxury bus, and the better, bus uh, get a stretch. Eh, better make it a super stretch. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm on this luxury bus, and it's the kind of bus that shows films, and it's showing the original Steel Magnolias, the film we've all watched for tonight. <laughs> Is there a re a reboot? Yeah, there's a reboot yeah, with, with Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. It was a Lifetime Channel movie. Oh, brother! And I actually <laughs> only watched like ten minutes of it. I I want to see the whole thing, but I haven't. So we're watching the original Steel Magnolias. I'm in like the third or fourth row of the bus. I've what s- kind of weird luxury bus is showing Steel Magnolias on? Great question. On yeah. the way to Massachusetts. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know. I know the name of the bus. I don't want to <laughs> mention it by name in case anyone on it is embarrassed and is listening. Well, and in case some of their rivals are our sponsors. <laughs> right, exactly. I wouldn't want to get you in any hot water. So what I'm trying to tell you is, it was like maybe four or five months ago, they show the original Steel Magnolias. I plug in and listen because I love this film. I'll watch it mm-hmm. whenever I have the opportunity to watch it, rewatch it. And you got nothing else to do on a bus. And what else are you doing on a bus? I am surrounded by people I don't know, some of whom maybe have never seen the film before because I'm hearing so much out loud laughter. Well, they were probably doing other things. No, they're laughing at the funny parts of the film. And then the part in the cemetery, which I'm going to be honest, I cry every time I see that scene, even if I'm just flipping around. It the just table. looks like acting to me. Okay. <laughs> I can't actually like deal with that right now. So I see that film and I'm tearing up, but I'm not getting that emotional because, again, I've seen it a hundred times. Uh-huh. But like people on the bus are. Wait, you're saying I'm getting I'm tearing up, but I'm not getting that emotional. Because, well, I, in contrast to people on the bus who seemingly have never seen it before, mm-hmm. who I hear sobbing. Like, uh. I hear, like, 
And like the woman behind me over my shoulder is like blowing her nose and crying. Uh-huh. The person who was guffawing at the funny parts is like doing all this slow breathing. So, like I hear how, people on the bus sobbing. How do you know that this wasn't an Unrelated experience? Unrelated sobbing. No, like an experience that the bus offers, like an immersive experience where there are speakers throughout that play sounds that enhance your experience while watching the movie. Because all I could hear was the audio of the film in my headphones. That's how I know. But I was there. You, I was yeah, part of it. This might have been Dolby 5.1. Yeah. In like other saying. seats, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't. <laughs> Did you talk to any of the other passengers on Did the bus? Maybe they were all dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were what? All they're dummies. All, they're all dummies. They're they were fake. Outfit, they're yeah. mannequins. Guys, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure what I experienced was real and that there wasn't Dolby surround sound <laughs> making it more immersive. For yeah, them. but how crazy what I'm telling you is how crazy would it be if you took off your headphones and you're like, I don't hear the crying anymore. And you're like, oh, oh let, me, let me go to the I bathroom. And you're walking down the aisle and you're like, there's nobody dummy. There's nobody on this bus yeah. but me. And the yeah. bus driver you realize is a dummy, too. And it drives off. The, and then you had to drive the bus all the way home. Guys, Dolly Parton is a national treasure. And I have thought many times. I mean, she's very young in a lot of ways, but she's very old in some ways. But I've thought. She's been around for a long time. Is that rude? Are you saying that? No, I'm saying like she's, you know, she started her career young. She She blew up quickly. I imagine her Q rating is off the charts. I don't know what that is, a Q rating. That's just like uh, your likability. Oh, yeah. If There's it, nothing unlikable about I her. I think if you went up to anybody in America who knew who she was and asked if you had a positive or a negative view of Dolly Parton, 98% would have to say positive and the rest would be like, well, don't know. White so it would say something like her. Uh, scummy. No, she held down the black man in 9 to 5. <laughs> they were very no, happy but then that. she, but then she had like a gay pride day at Dollywood and uh, they threatened to kill her. Uh, like the, the Klan. Literally the Klan. The Ku Klux Klan? The, the same Klan. That's wow. the one I'm talking about. No, the Foot Klan. Well, those are bad guys, too. Yeah. I don't know of any clans that are good. No. Clash, of, is it Clash of Clans? Yeah. I, I, I imagine you play as a good clan in that. Well, know. you probably think you are, but I think you play against other people on that game. Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have it? Well, what are your... Uh, do you who, have who are your favorite app bad guys? <laughs> Christine? I don't even know what that means. Um. All right. Wow. We've uh. We've we've recorded quite an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Does that say one hour and forty six minutes? Yeah, but we recorded a little something for something else. It's more like an hour and forty three minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's way shorter. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that I represented in an appropriate way how valuable Dolly Parton is to us all. If she's listening right now, what would you like to say to her? She probably is. She listens to all the other episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think what I would say to Dolly Parton is an earnest and heartfelt thank you and to say that, like, you're an extraordinary woman. And I also never cry alone in anyone's presence, and I don't know if that was just true for you or if that's you too, but I bet it's you. Wait, nobody cries alone in your presence. You make them cry. 
Is that what I said? No, you, no, you said, said the other way. You said nobody cries alone in my presence. No, no, that's no, no. That's right. That yeah, you said I don't cry alone in anybody's presence. Oh, it's not that other people cry when I cry, right? Yeah, I make them cry. Basically, what I mean is that's like, the only time I feel like crying is when other people are crying. I've learned empathy from Dolly. I feel like. Oh wow! To some extent. Holy crap. Yeah, I wouldn't say completely no empathy. What's your favorite <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton song? Oh, great question. Um, I think it's Jolene, but I really do love Here You Come Again. And I also love, um, oh, there's so many. I don't know. I don't know. Tom, you got a favorite? You don't care. I like 9 to 5. It's been yeah. stuck in my head ever since I saw the movie. I'm an Islands and Stream guy, but that was written by the Bee Gees. Um, so I'm going to have to go with uh, Jolene. That song rules. Jolene is so You know good. what I didn't understand a couple years ago? What's that? When they're you? like, when you slow down, Jolene, it sounds like a man is singing it, and it's great. Do you remember this thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was like. Vaguely. Yeah. And it was just like, it's a very slow version of Jolene, yeah, and it just and sounds like a regular down. guy, like, Jolene, Jolene. It's like. Yeah, but no, I like the other. Like they're like, and this is genius. You you see the true genius of Dolly Parton's Jolene when you slow it down to half its speed. And it's like and have a man no, sing it. Yeah, I liked it. It's perfect. As I liked it, it is. better the other. Like yeah. the way that it was intended. Written, what, right. what a weird, what a weird thing yeah. to do. I stop also, slowing things down. Stop everybody. slowing things down. I also like Little Sparrow. I don't know. I don't know that song. Me neither. It's great. Maybe we'll have Little Sparrow play us out. Bye. An actual Little Sparrow play us out? I know. I Yeah. Christine, where can people find out more about you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, the big fan. They can follow you on Twitter at Hot Dog Burger. At hotdogburger.twitter.com. What about Instagram? Same. You, same? Hot Dog Burger. What about LinkedIn? Oh, on LinkedIn, <laughs> I actually just changed my job title today, but I won't say more about that. Congratulations. LinkedIn stinks the hell with it. More like stinkedin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm hot dog burger all the places I'm findable, I think. All right. Pinterest? I'm not on Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest. Are you? My sister-in-law made fun of me and she was like, "I have a sister I've never said sister-in-law before." Do you I usually say brother's wife. I've never referred to her. Um, <laughs> uh, she was like, oh, that's for girls. What do you have that for? That's She's my only Pinterest friend, too. And she made fun <laughs> of me like two Christmases ago. Like, hey, Tim, uh, you know, uh, Pinterest is for girls. And uh, hey, everybody, Tim's on Pinterest it's for girls. Like a girl. Yeah. I may eventually have more things to plug, but currently it's just hot duck burr. All right. Um, Christine, thank you for doing this. Yeah. No problem. Um, we hope look. Uh, we hope to uh, have you on uh, again. Mm-hmm. Go on. We don't do these things very often, <laughs> much I've... to the chagrin <laughs> of the people that constantly write us about this. Um, I feel like we did, we we need to say one more thing about Dolly. To She's make outstanding. This really... She's the best. She's the best. Can I? I... Oh. I was gonna say I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but. She's busty. A troubling thing came up when I was I was I was doing the artwork for this because I want to get this out as soon as possible. I know that it's already been advertised before it was recorded. Yeah. 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 Um, Put some pressure on. 
So what do you I mean, uh, do the art. Is that what? Is that why you have all these uh, drawings of boobies around? Well, no. Here's the thing. I put it that's into a search engine, about. an image. Search. I know. That's what I'm telling Tim. He put. He made all these drawings, though. <laughs> Guys, everyone. Tim just died before my eyes. <laughs> um, there was a, a. I did a Google image search. Uh-huh. It was really a Bing image search. Oh, but, yeah. that's your first mistake. I get Bing bucks. Um, but I did a Google image search. We'll tell you about Bing Bucks afterwards. Uh, no, Dolly you. Parton. And then I was like, oh, the art for these shows, I always get a black and white picture of mm-hmm. the person. Like, I try to get a cool vintage picture. I can send you some. I have some on my phone already. Um, so, uh, I, and I start, I, I go, uh, Dolly Parton, and then I hit space, because I'm going to write black and white. Mm-hmm. Space and then bar. it comes Once up. Once hit B. Once you hit that no, space No, no, not bar. even no. that. I, did, I hit space bar, and it comes up naked. And then I just search, fuck it. I'm just going to search Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. And then the top things, the top, like, other people search for Dolly Parton nude, Dolly Parton naked, Dolly Parton naked boobs, Dolly Parton boobs, Dolly Parton nude boobs. This is horrifying. Yeah. It's just like, Google, uh, do I have to put goddamn safe search on? Is this what bing. I have to do? You have yeah. to bing. Um. I, I know I only have hot dog burger, but I do want to say that, like, if you want to look something up, you should listen to Dolly Parton with Emmylou Harris with Linda Ronstadt. And wow. You're on, and you're on that as well? No. Nope. Oh, I thought you were plugging. But what do they sing? They have a whole tree. They have a whole record as a trio. Holy shit. My mom's a big Linda Ronstadt fan. So this uh, really tracks with you being a <laughs> woman in her 60s. Linda Ronstadt is outstanding and is my favorite i have a live record of linda ronstadt and i could listen to it for days but um there are two mutual friends we all have that we think that maybe for halloween which is coming up sooner or or something that we should think about that trio situation because one of us is dolly one of us is linda and one of us is emmy lou yeah i mean that would be you guys would probably have to fight it out for you know you'd go emmy i'd be emmy lou and just in de- demeanor wise, you're not as uh, out. Uh, you're not as. Yeah, I don't sing bilingually the way Linda Ronstadt does. Now, Tom, you and me and a couple other guys can go as the highwaymen. <laughs> this is actually the greatest idea ever. <laughs> Was Kenny Rogers in the highwaymen? No, it's um, Willie and Johnny and. Um... Waylon? Waylon, I think there are four of them, right? Yeah. And it's also... um, Siri. (laughs) Siri's not going to know who was in the Highwaymen. um, Oh, if if Siri knows who was in the Highwaymen, how much money will you give me? Uh, Uh, She'll know. Hey, Siri. Son of a... (laughs) Siri, who was in the... accidentally summoned me? No, no. no. Siri, who was in the Highwaymen? Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Chris Christopherson. Oh, I think I, I, I. Okay, I found this on the web for who is in the highwayman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She only, she doesn't tell you things apparently. <laughs> Not about the highwayman. Um. Yeah, I think I'd be a good Chris Christopherson, right? Because I have a beard. Yep. But did you ever see Joyful Noise? Mm-mm. There's this moment where Chris Christopherson and Dolly have this um duet, and basically Chris Christopherson's part is him going. From here to the moon and back. <laughs> and it's like, why aren't you singing? <laughs> You're just saying it. Because he's Chris Christopherson. He's a singer. 
Freedom's just another word for nothing. Did he write that? Yeah, he did. Made famous by Janis Joplin. Yeah, she. All right, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Who would you be? Waylon Jennings? Me? Yeah. It was Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings. (laughs) Waylon Jennings. Jennings. Uh, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. We all want to be Johnny Cash. Yeah. I think you could be Johnny Cash, but you'd be a younger Johnny Cash. Yeah, because you're tall. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be a Highwayman era Johnny Cash, no. but I wouldn't be a Highwayman era Chris Christopherson. Well, and I do a mean Mr. Ed. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Can we cut this? <laughs> Thank you, Christine. All right, thanks, everybody. Time to go. This is Pop Everything. See you next time. For they will crush you like a sparrow, leaving you to never mend. Little sparrow, little sparrow, oh the sun. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.